a year has to live with the times, and I wanted to share with all the wonderful listeners of the Shimon Esri Explained podcast and WhatsApp groups a little of Tehillim. All Kleisrael saying Tehillim. For me, one of the most moving, unique Tehillim is Pei Gimel, which is, I'm sure many of our listeners are saying, which all talks about a time when the Umasolim, the non-Jews, were Mistobib on Klayisro, which came to attack us, was an actual specific time. And I want to go through that in a session or two, the amazing, some of the amazing lessons, and give the push-up shot, the simple understanding, and try to go deeper into what this parak is all about. Shirm is more lasaf. A shirm is more that was mechaber asaf. First of its, you should know that we all often think of David as the sole writer of Tehillim. It is untrue. There were, I think, at least ten different people who were involved themselves in Tehillim. Now that doesn't make David's portion less. It really makes it more because, in a certain way, my understanding is not only did he write so much of Tehillim, but he also put it all together. So he had to figure out that it was Matim to put Asaf's special Tehillim here in 83 and not 82 and not 84 and not 107 and not 122. So David Amalek had not only the role of a writer, he had some role of an editor and a putting together person, which is a different godless. Okay, so that's Shem is more Asaf. Elokim, al domiloch. Don't be quiet, val techrash. Don't be quiet, val tishkot. El. The obvious question which comes up is why do we need three different terms? Al Domi, Al Tachrash, Val Tishkot. Right? Domi, as we know from Yidom Aaron, basically means to be quiet. Tachrash, we know the term Cherish is a deaf person. Tishkot, like Sheket Bavakasha, Shtikash, Sheket is to be quiet. So it's saying three times to be quiet. The Farshim, like the Malbim, always go into things like that and try to explain what each line means. So I'd like to share the Malbim's understanding of these three terms to the best of my ability. I'll say it in English. Al-Dami, now I don't know what the Malbim's proofs for these are, but I'm just going to say it the way he says it. Al-Dami is this. Don't stop and be quiet, so to speak, from your normal Hanhaga. What is your normal Hanhaga, Shem? You say the Jewish people. Hashem, we're used to you saving us. So don't, al dummy, don't be quiet in that hanhaga. Don't stop that way. That's a very meaningful line right now also. When we look in our history and we wonder how do these things happen, we have to look back a little further and realize how many times Hashem has saved us. And that's a different quality of tefillah. Not to say Hashem save us. Say Hashem save us like you've always saved us. We know you're a Ozer Moshiach. We know your abilities. We know that you are with us. So let us see you being with us. Al Damilach. Val Tachrash. What's Tachrash? Cherish means from the, the opposite of answering. So please answer us in that. Val Tishko means to take action. Don't be shokate. Don't be quiet as opposed to taking an action. So putting them out of minutes, Elohim, which means Bal Koach. Hashem, the one who of much koach, al damilach, do not hold back from keeping doing what we're used to you doing, which means to save us. Al tachrash, answer our prayers, answer us, val tishkot, and answer them with action. Kel. 
on a that's on a push-up shot level. On a deeper level, it's interesting that we say this. And let, let's deal with perhaps a deeper point, scratch the surface. We know that Hashem has reasons for everything he does. The famous question, why does one Davin when he isn't well? We used to say in Eshatar, if it could be any better, it would be. A person knows that his situation is exactly what it should be. And Mepharshim, deep Mepharshim, Nefesh Chaim deals with that question. He doesn't say, oh, that's a silly question. Why does one daven when he isn't well? That's a sensible question. If I'm not well, it means Hashem is teaching me a lesson. There's something wrong in my life. And why am I diving to get out of it? Right? Would a person, it's almost like, would you imagine a person saying, as he's on the operating table and he knows that he needs an operation, he's spent much money getting the best doctors, the best medical advice, and there he is. And he says, oh, I daven, I daven, you could daven, you wouldn't need the operation, have a miracle maybe, uh, perhaps you could daven for that, but you wouldn't daven, let me not do the operation, you need the operation. So just like I need, one needs the operation of, uh, one needs the operation of removal of his tonsils or his um, appendix, so one needs the operation of getting rid of his gaiva or his akshanas, Whatever it is, is it his anger? Whatever it is that he, whatever it is that he's getting, whatever spiritually is, is disturbing him that he needs to get to deal with through this sickness. So why do I dive to get out of it? Okay, there are different answers given to that, but I do want to point out that question. So in a similar way, why are we asking Hashem not to be quiet? Hashem knows why he's quiet. All the more so, we know the Gemaras and Gitin that talk about the Chorban bring this Chazal. Mi kamocha be'elim, who is amongst you amongst the strong ale is a lesson of strength, as we mentioned before. Chazal, incredibly darshan, mi kamocha be'elim, who is like you amongst those that are quiet. All the actions of the Chorban bias, Hashem was quiet. And the pshat I always understood in mi kamocha means means it takes tremendous strength to be quiet. A person has a reason sometimes not to reveal why he's doing what he's doing. People have reasons for allowing situations to get out of hand. You can imagine a father that son is acting up, a mother that's daughter is acting up, and she wants to save the kid, but she knows the best thing in the world is for the kid to spend one night in jail, let's say. I'm not saying it is or it isn't. but And everything, every fiber in her being, every fiber in his being says, get my kid out of jail. And they're quiet from that. And they said, you know, there's a reason and this is, my kid has to hit rock bottom, and then maybe they can repair from there, Bezrat Hashem. We should know such cheshbonah, but there are people make it. And that quiet is in great strength. Who is like you amongst the strong, Hashem? Who is like you amongst those who are quiet? And Elam is someone who can't speak. So on the one hand, we say, but on the other hand, here we're davening for Hashem to, to not be quiet. So that seems like a stira. So I think the simple answer is, Expressed in a pasuk, in Yeshayo, lo machshavasai machshavasechem, lo drachechem darkai nu Hashem. There's God's machshavas and there's our machshavas. Our job and what Hashem wants from us is to ask Him not to be quiet. How it all works out hashkafically, I don't really know. And how does, how does, how, why do we dive in when we're sick? We can give it a terrace like this, a terrace like that. But at the end of the day, our and our job is to stand there and and to call out and to ask not only to call out to ask Hashem not to be quiet 
you have your cheshbonus of Rosh That's your machshava, so to speak. And now, here's the depth of it for Ovdei Hashem, is that there are two levels. On the one level, as I understand why the Rosh Hashem is doing things, and I know Lasset Lavo, the greatest giluyim will be in the most difficult places. I always say that, you know, Babiyar, where the Nazis slaughtered so many people, or it was their, their Ukrainian mates, I forgot who, uh, thousands, tens of thousands, of in there, the simcha that's going to be there, Lasset Lavo, during Tchias Amesim, when everybody wakes up together, is going to be so enormous, so incredible. We, we don't understand the cheshbonus. We don't know how everything's going to work out. And we know Davka sometimes, just like the darkest part, part, portions of Chumash, or where the greatest light is, Yud and Tamar get together in what seems to be a sordid way, and from there Mashiach is born, and David and Bacheva, all types of tikkunim, etc., and this is a Yisod from the Gra. Okay, that's on one level, and we believe that. And that's Hashem's cheshbonus. But what I have to do is I have to daven and call it to Hashem. Hashem, don't be quiet. What Hashem is going to do with that, so to speak, that's His business. But our job is to ask the Hashem not to be quiet. So there's two, two levels of reality that there's God's level and our level, and there's our understanding God's level. But Afalpi that we understand God's level, and we know the ultimate truth, of course, is with Him. Our job is the opposite. Dafka to ask the Rebbe and talk to the Rebbe The Chavetz Chaim says this very, very strongly somewhere, that, that Hafuch, he speaks even about talking in a strong way to the Rebbe I don't want to quote it out of context, I haven't seen it in a while, but, and, and don't act lemaise on that, but a person is supposed to talk to the Rebbe so to speak, wake up, that's what we're saying, Hashem, wake up, don't be quiet, we don't want you to be quiet. That's what this Pasuk says to me. Back to Pasuk Yemoyen. Your enemies, Yemoyen, are in an uproar. Article translates. Umisanecha, and those who hate you, Nasurosh, they've, they've held their, raised their heads. Let's see this Pasuk together with Yemo. So who are we talking about in Pasuk Yemo? Your enemies, Oivecha. Misanecha, your enemies, guys, those who hate you. Al Amcha, on your nation, Yarimusod. Al Amcha, they plot deviously, Yarimu, it's sowed in secret, secret plans of Yisiatsu, and they take counsel, Al Tzvonecha, on those sheltered by you. When we look at Pasig Gimel and Pasig Dalit together, we see a beautiful idea, which we know from many places. Who are we talking about in Pasig Gimel? Your enemies, Hashem. Kinei Ayuvechi Yemayu. And who? Those who hate you, Sanecha, Nasirosh. And what do they do? Al Amcha Yarimu Sod. On your nation. What do you mean on your nation? We just said it was it was God's enemies, not Klaisrol's enemies. Aha. Uh-huh. God's enemies are Klaisrol's enemies. Klaisrol's enemies are God's enemies. Those that are going against Hashem's people are God's enemies. It's just it's 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 clear as black it's clear as black and white when you see it. On, God, on God's given things. This is a point we can miss sometimes, especially in our you know, Western kind of democratic headspace. We are God's nation. Am Segula. We're the greatest nation that ever was. We're Hashem's nation. The non-Jews have a place, of course. They have mitzvahs. They have tafkidim. There's even, according to some, a place for love, different mafarshim, or vital, and others talk about loving non-Jews. But Amcha. We are God's people. And those who hate us, hate Hashem. And there's a tremendous Chil Hashem when a Yid is, people don't realize this. When I say people, I include myself. 
that when a Yid is hurt, when a Yid is slapped in Crown Heights because he's Jewish, you know, if a Jew gets in a fight with an Irishman or an Italian neighbor, maybe the Jew is right, maybe the Jew is wrong. And the, and the Italian gives him a whack. We don't want such things. We wouldn't say that. But when he's hitting because he's Jewish, you dirty Jew, you filthy Jew, when he adds that, Amcha. And when Hashem's people are being hit because they're Hashem's people, that's a chil Hashem. Koshikain, when they're killed, Koshikain, where's things? And I want to be Mosif just for the time. It's an deeper, deeper chil Hashem, something I haven't heard anybody pick up on. When they invoke the Rabbonu Shalom's name as they're doing anti-Jewish acts, we have to feel and be outraged by that chil Hashem. You're calling on our God and saying he's great as you go against him and spit in Hashem's face and put him him into the into the toilet. We have to be outraged at that Chil Hashem. We have to be moved by that Chil Hashem. We have to recognize all the Tsaras and Shal Yisrael, besides the Tsaras and Shal Yisrael, that the Chil Hashem is so enormous, is so great, is so is so far reaching. Your enemies are in an uproar. They're moving. What is the Pshat Tzfunecha? Tzfunecha. I said Tzfunecha, excuse me, it should be Tzfunecha. Tzfunecha, the art scroll translates as those sheltered by you. Tzafun means hidden. It means sometimes it's Tzafon is north, it's also something hidden. Tzfunecha, Tzafon. Tzafun. Tzafun means something hidden. So it means some, those sheltered by you. I'd like to share the shot of the Malbim, which is very interesting. According to the art scroll, the Tzfunecha means like those who are sheltered by you. It's, it's humans, it's Klai Yisrael. But Tzfunecha, the Malbim beautifully says, read it, on godly matters that are hidden. The godly Kesher and his providence on the Jewish people. It's, according to the Malbim, it's the idea of God's hidden things, meaning his religion, the meaning the, the deeper things that Hashem wants in the world. There's his outside Ratzon, the Bria, physics, etc., which is, of course, gravity, which is Ratzon Hashem on, on uh, some level, obviously. Gravity is the way it is because Hashem wants it to be there. Can't be mizalz on gravity and the laws of nature, of course. Those are his laws. You have to live, feed the laws of nature. Those are his laws. You have to mechabit the laws of nature. But tzfunecha, your hidden things, the things you really love, is those in elokus. And so often when the non-Jews are coming against Klai Yisrael, they're coming against those things. You know, famously that the explanations made between some differences between Hanukkah and Purim, Purim was a time when the basic Xer was against the body of Klai Yisrael, Hashem Elohar and Hanukkah was against the Das Yisrael, Mechulei. So that's Tzfunecha. Al Amcha Yerimun Sovi Yisiatzu al Tzfunecha. Omru. What do they say? Lechu v'nachidei migoi. They say, it's Pasuk Hei, come, let us obliterate them. Like Hachada means exterminate. If an animal uh, is in danger of extermination, they call it hachada in Hebrew. Let us obliterate them, 
So I thought here also we see those two aspects. We can learn that it means let us knock them out from being a physical nation. The name Yisrael, everything that Yisrael stands for, should be obliterated. The physical goy aspect of Yisrael, Yisrael is a goy ben a goyim, but there's Shem Yisrael, Yachar Kel. They want to knock that out also. Pasik Vav. Kinoatsu Lev Yachtav. For they take counsel together, like a Lashon of Eitzah, with a single mind, the Lev Yachtav, a heart, they get together. Achtus, Alecha Bris Yichrosu. Against you, a covenant they strike. Now, if we look at Pasik Dalid, Pasik Dalid, Pasik Kayim, Pasik Vav together, an interesting thing comes out. We just said that Pasik Dalit says, So Pasik Dalit was the planning stage, and Pasik He is what they want to do. Right? They're giving, they're taking counsel, they're plotting deviously, and then what they say is, let's obliterate them. But then Pasik Vav comes and says again, so I would have thought it should have said Pasik Dala together, Pasik Vav together, and then only say Pasik He. As in, I'll say that in English. Against your people, they plotted deviously. In secret, they take counsel. Those Against those sheltered by you. For they take counsel together and with a single mind. Against you, a covenant they strike. And then, now what do they say? So how does the Pasek Dalet Hey and Vav work together? So I believe the Pshat is like this, that this is my shot now. The Pasek He is the is big level picture. Right, This first level, they plot deviously against you, counsel in secret, those sheltered against you, and then they say this, that's the big level picture, genocide. Let's knock out the Jewish people. It's like you can imagine Hitler and Himmler, Yemach Shimon getting together. Now, then they have to take counsel for each other, and that's more like the practicality of how they, what are we going to do? Let's find, let's build broad-based agreement amongst other nations. Let's, how are we going to make this happen? That's Pasig Vav. They counsel together with a single mind, and now we make a bris. Let's make a bris. Let's make a covenant. Okay, so that's what I thought of. I, 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 hate to, I hate to bring these terms in, but just, um, the, right, I don't know much about that history, but the plans for destruction of the Jewish people in Germany were obviously formed well before the Wannsee uh, conference, uh, and Yimach Shemo Hitler wasn't even at the Wannsee conference. I think I'm saying Wannsee, I think that's how you say it. But obviously, like, Hitler, when he was planning with his highest henchman, Yimach Shemo, that would be like Pasek Dalet, what are we going to do? Let's obliterate them. And now, okay, now we have to figure out how we're actually going to do it. Then we're going to see uh, in the next session a little bit more about how they planted. And Bezrat Hashem, we'll see how we fight back.